0: Blob Talk Radio Ladies
1: Welcome to the Kingdom of Honor. This is Shane Zanman Sabunia coming at you. And I'm trying to get Jeff added on. As usual, we're having technical difficulties here. So I'm trying to see what's going on with uh, with this jazz. I had to restart my computer twice in order for Skype to actually work. And uh, I'm getting kind of tired of this uh, Skype problem. But uh, today we're, we're planning on talking to you about all elite wrestling and who in WWE we would pull from WWE and draft into all elite wrestling. And so that's the, that's the goal of today's podcast or show, whatever you want to call it. Just trying to get my man, Jeff added on here, see if he's available. Yeah, he's not on the call. I know he's not on the call. I, uh, I took a nice little break from, from wrestling and, uh, Pretty much any other TV yesterday. You know, I played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption and two at the end of the day. But um, I just took a nice little break. Uh, read some Sandman. Um, it was a nice, uh, nice little change. I thought to to give myself a little bit of a break from it. But I was still able to get caught up on uh, Defiant and um, and Ring of Honor today. I all caught up on B Elite. I'm all caught up on NXT. Um, I have watched the NXT UK since um, the one that, the one that just took place this Wednesday after takeover Blackpool. So I'm, I'm getting back on the swing of things. Um, I know Jeff is, is going to continue to be way ahead of me on major league wrestling and that's fine. And we'll cut up an impact eventually as well in order to, uh, in order to get ourselves, um, you know, back in the swing of that. But uh Right now, we're just kind of focusing on, um, on you know, NJPW, Ring of Honor, Defiant, um, NXT brands, and Major League Wrestling. I guess that really isn't <laughs> focusing on anything because we're we're so scattered. But uh, uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Royal Rumble coming up, um, a little bit about the characters in NXT, um, and then of course we're going to do that draft that we talked about last week and that I mentioned at the beginning of the show here. And uh, Jeff is trying to get his Skype working now too, so we're going to try to get connected as soon as possible here. Um, in the meantime, I mean, basically what we're um, what we're planning on doing here is looking at the WWE guys that either haven't really gotten a chance, or that um, or that you know we feel like have, have done pretty much everything they can in um, in WWE and just kind of graph them. Uh, we're, we'll go back and forth. Um, and, you know, whoever um, – well, that's weird. trying to add somebody I didn't even try to add, so that's really, really weird. But anyway, um, so we're, gonna, we're going to, to basically go, you know, back and forth and – and so because comes up with the best roster. Jeff was able to come up with 20 names he wanted. I was only able to come up with 17, so he's probably going to end up with the with a better roster because I'm not sure. He was sure I'll get up to 10, honestly. Um, you know, even looking at the the below the roster that WWE has, um, you know, it, it's... Uh, it's... You know, there, was, there wasn't there was that many guys that I actually wanted to, to add, um, you know, to it. So um, or that I would, that I would pull over to all elite and I'm trying to add Jeff yet again. So we'll see if he, uh, gets added on this time. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on with this thing tonight, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I was only able to come up with a list of 17 names. Like I said, Jeff had 20, uh, Jeff had 21, I believe. So, and this is acts. This isn't just wrestlers. This is acts. So, you know, a tag team counts as an act. I guess the New Day as a triumvirate it would count as an act. If anybody really wanted to uh, to add those fuckers, um, but there why, he is. Why
0: would we? Why would we do? Why would? Why would we add New Day?
1: Because it would be a new day for them, Jeff. This well, is not a new day for us, though, is it? With, with this technical bullshit.
0: No, and then I made the mistake of restarting mine too, which probably didn't help out.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I just rambled until you were ready to go. I just kind of explaining um, what we're gonna be talking about tonight and and how we're gonna gonna do the, do the draft and stuff. Um, you and I usually you and I usually talk every single day, and we've we've barely said like three words to each other the last four days. So how you been doing? Eh, you know, uh, eh, eh. If I knew I wouldn't ask.
0: No, I mean, well, you were gone what three days last week, and then I was gone on Friday, uh, yeah. off work on Friday. And then, of course, off work today. So it's been show prep for this one's been a little bit rough.
1: Yeah, it has. And then we had the, we had the Monica's funeral in, in between.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, was...
1: and I know that your that your girl's been really in a bad sh- in bad shape the last week or so.
0: so. Yeah, she had some some issues. <laughs> yeah. the, the food poisoning hit her pretty good though on Friday. What's that? The food poisoning hit her pretty good on Friday.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Ah. So. Now, now, did you get it from a certain roast beef place? Because I was told today that a couple of people I know had food poisoning from uh, a, a famous roast beef place.
0: Uh, no, it wasn't from there.
1: Okay. So you cooked for her, of course.
0: That's ex- <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly <laughs> what I was. Doing. So now...
0: The guidelines that I used for this list um, or for this draft that we're talking about is I actually went with group or with not just groups or acts or wrestlers, but people that are main roster only and people that have never gotten or if they have gotten are stale at this point, um, a real run. So, you know, like there's there's certain people that we've thought, you know, we're going to be mega superstars that just never really hit that next level or people that just got completely forgotten the second they walked onto raw you know they'd have one match and then they'd be gone or they had a a slight run where maybe they won a title but then they just completely went away
1: right and and i was and i was saying i'm not sure if you heard any of it while i was talking but I, i was saying that you had like 21 people on your list and i only have 17 on mine so i'm I'm probably going to end up having to choose people that I really have, want nothing to do with.
0: Well, I've got tw- I've got 24 now because I thought of uh, three more that I, I well one of them just made a jump, just made the jump, so technically I'm going to consider him main roster now. And then the other two were well, people that yeah, but if he just
1: made the-, made the jump, can you really um, can you really say that he hasn't gotten gotten a push yet if he just made it up there?
0: Yeah, because technically I don't think he got the push he deserved in NXT. Okay. You know, and then uh, there were two other guys that had been off TV for so long, I completely forgot about them.
1: Speaking of guys that speaking of guys that got to, that got the push from NXT to WWE, did you did you see the stuff with Lars Sullivan?
0: Yeah, where he had an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess going from uh, you know fourteen thousand people to four hundred thousand people is a little rough.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just think it's ridiculous, personally. It's well, like... And, I'm, and, I'm, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to a, to a bigger stage, but it's not like he's not already on WWE Network. He's not like it's not like he didn't wrestle, you know, in front, you know, in front of eleven thousand or whatever it was at uh, at Takeover Chicago that I was at. You know, I mean, it's not like he hasn't been in big venues before, and, and all of a sudden he shows up on Raw and he chokes up. You
0: know? I think that they um, they did that whole thing kind of maybe wrong. I think they should have been surprise entrances into the Royal Rumble.
1: You know, yeah, and let the, them get their feet wet a little bit with uh, plenty of superstars in there to help them along. Yeah,
0: you know, and not just showing up on Raw like they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird the way they're doing some of these people. Like, you know, they show up on, on both shows, and you don't know which one they're actually going to be on and stuff. Yeah. That's actually what WWE should do is is what we're doing tonight is they, instead of just having people show up, they should actually do like a draft of those that are eligible from NXT.
0: Well, they used to do that. Did that, they? Well, it wasn't NXT, but they used to have a yearly draft.
1: Well, right. That was just that was just like a. I mean, they, they call it, they do they still do this year from now. They just call it the Superstar Shakeout shake of the draft. Right. I mean, that, I, you know, I mean, you do realize it wasn't an actual literal draft, right? No, that was I know. all scripted.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty 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 aware of that. Okay. Pretty aware that wrestling is scripted.
1: Right, but I thought maybe you thought, well, they just flipped a coin to see who who uh, who got that person.
0: And then they just randomly said, "Okay, I'll take this one." Yeah, that's there would be why we're no that would be. Uh, oh, never mind.
1: My favorite thing is is uh with that was when uh, Teddy Long held that tournament to kind of new SmackDown champion because he wasn't gonna have any champions on his show. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, Batista Kim comes out as the new world heavy, as the world heavyweight champion.
0: So what else do we have planned for today?
1: Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about about some of the stuff happening at the, at the Royal Rumble. Um, you and I spoke last week about Finn Balor, kind of ad nauseum, probably, and <laughs> and I was and I was all over you know the decision to uh, to have him beat Jordan Devlin at takeover Blackpool, and now I can actually see the internal logic in it because he had to kind of be on a hot streak to to win and uh, pin uh, fuck nuts to get a shot at the, at the championship at with Brock Lesnar. And as much as I don't like Finn Balor, I just want to say that he's an inspired choice to be facing Brock Lesnar at the Royal rumble. And if WWE is really serious about this new era, they've been pushing, then he needs to not only have a good showing against Lesnar, he needs to win that match. You know, we, you know, we need, he needs to have the momentum going into WrestleMania to face whoever wins the Rumble or whoever wins the Elimination Chamber or whatever. Even defend that championship and Elimination Chamber for all I care. But I, I do think that, you know, we don't need... Well, you and I are probably, probably aren't going to watch it anyway. But, I mean, the, the fans don't need any more of this part-time we're holding a championship stuff. So I, I really think, you know, that this is a spot where they can really elevate a new star. I mean, they they call Finn Bauer the first Universal Champion, and technically he was, but I would never refer to him that way because he held it for less than 24 hours. But, um, but I mean, th- there really is um, a shot here to not only make Finn Bauer into a, into a superstar. Um, I know he already has a lot of fans, but you really cannot see he's a superstar to, to me at this point. And number two... Um, Elevate that championship that has been basically a piece of crap ever since it was first uh, instated, and number three, put the championship on a real on a real full time star heading into WrestleMania for the first time in years.
0: Well, and if they if they pull that trigger, which I don't know that they will, because look at all the other people that smaller guys that have gone up against Brock. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know that they'd pull that trigger with Finn Balor when they didn't do it to AJ Styles on a non-title match. Uh, or even Daniel Bryan, for that matter. Um, I'm not
1: saying that they will do it. I'm saying that they should do it.
0: Oh, I think they should, too. And if they do it, it automatically catapults him to where they wanted him in 2014 when he initially won the belt. You know, right. they wanted him at that, that to be the face of Raw and everything, and that this just completely catapults him. If he were to beat Lesnar... All the basically everything that's happened to him over the last three years just kind of goes away, and he's right up to that top top tier again.
1: Right, and we, I mean, at least he has a shot to maybe you know develop a personality at some point. Um, but I that's mean, I mean right. I, I, but I think you know him him holding that championship, um, slowly becoming more and more bitter to the to, to get to the point where he where he does you know turn um, and show that character that that you know people. Talk about that you've talked about I, I think would be would be great for him and, and great for, Like I said for the championship
0: Yeah I agree he needs to have some kind Of he needs okay. to bring Back some kind of edge that he lost Years ago when he became The face of NXT or whatever
1: Yeah Definitely so
0: But I mean As far as the matches go I don't even Know who's wrestling this weekend I have no clue. <laughs> I honestly don't. I there's been very little that I've actually paid attention to on Raw and SmackDown for so long that I did see over the weekend though that it looked like it was at a house show or something where um uh the ring uh, ring broke, the ropes broke and Daniel Bryan whipped uh AJ Styles with them. I didn't see that. I think That's it was the cool house book. show that happened. Yeah, the improvising. He took the rope or took the ring rope that had broken and just started whipping him with it.
1: Maybe it'll pop up on a hidden gem one of these days.
0: It was all over YouTube yesterday.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Then I just I didn't didn't get. Well, it's probably to gone. Watch but
1: it. It. it's probably it's probably gone now. <laughs> the WWE their stuff, unless they, unless it's on the actual WWE YouTube channel. Um but um they, those two are facing off for the WWE championship and then um the other match I really wanted to 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 talk about um was the fact that we're getting the Miz and Shane McMahon um teaming up for the tag team championships against The Bar. And no. <laughs> no because it's it's very obvious that they're going, to, that they're doing something to set up Shane versus the Miz at WrestleMania, and that's another thing that we don't, that you know, that the fans of WWE do not need is Shane McMahon and yet another WrestleMania match. I was ex- as excited as anyone when he came back in 2015, I want to say, to face off against the Undertaker in that Hell in a Cell. But there is no reason for him to be around anymore. I mean, he had that, he had that pop. You know, he had his, he had his, you know, year, multi-year run now as the SmackDown GM. I suppose it was 2016, actually, coming thinking of it. But I mean, but I mean, or I guess he's the commissioner, whatever.
0: He's had um, almost two years as the commissioner.
1: Right, um, and I just think it's, uh, it's, it's time for, you know, him to go away again because, you know, I, I no longer miss him. I, I, you know, I no, I didn't want to see him anymore even when I was still watching. I thought that he kind of spoiled Daniel Bryan's return last year. And um, I don't think that The Miz needs him anywhere around him at WrestleMania. So I, I, I just think it's time for Shane McMahon to go away. You know, the, you know the, the part-timers that wrestle WrestleMania are bad enough. When it's not even a wrestler doing it, then um, it gets uh, nauseating.
0: I, I will say that he did put on a decent match against AJ Styles a couple years ago but I think that was more of a um, means to an end where it became the heel turn or the face turn for AJ Styles. Right. Um, And I don't know how much of that was AJ, but because he's never, he's always been the big spot, big spot guy. Um, And he's just, it's getting to a point where it was in the nineties with Vince being in the, uh, in the ring when he shouldn't be. And I just, like, I agree with you. There's no reason at all for Shane McMahon to be in the ring, especially teaming with the Miz.
1: Right. And, uh, and with all the tag teams you have on SmackDown, that's who you choose to have the bar faces, the Miz and Shane McMahon. That's just weird.
0: Which brings me to my draft. A few tag teams made
1: it. Oh yeah, mine too.
0: Made the list of my top, uh, 24. But the, um,
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll probably probably have to pull the WWE roster up again so I can look to see who I'm going to be forced to take.
0: (laughs) Oh, and these these were kind of just off the top of my head, too. There wasn't really anybody that... uh, Oh, you didn't look at the roster? No. These are guys that I've thought have had issues for a long time. Wow. And a couple that I I know are still under contract, which is why they haven't gone anywhere else yet.
1: Uh, Oh, interesting.
0: So, but I mean, and I haven't had a chance to watch Ring of Honor, or Defiant, or anything this week yet. So I don't know how that stuff uh, turned out. Um, I did watch the first match of Defiant with uh, Joe Henry, or not Joe Henry, um, uh, Mark Haskins against No Fun Police, and they're talking about his split up with uh, with Jimmy Havoc. So I guess that must be a done done thing.
1: Well, no, they just—they said they had a turbulent relationship.
0: Uh,
1: I watched that. To, I watched that today. Uh, oh,
0: you did. So during my
1: breaks, yeah. And the, I and I watched uh, the way to star today too.
0: The saddest part about oh, you're sick of me doing it all and you being behind. <laughs> you figured you'd do it because I had the day off.
1: I well, I figured we'd be we'd be caught up together <laughs> for at least those shows, and now and then you didn't bother watching them.
0: I am caught up on. Uh, on UK and NXT though which yeah, makes me too. happy and I've been binge watching Impact trying to get caught up on that now
1: You know you and I you and I spoke briefly you know that actually you had mentioned actually Lucky Kid on last week's show and then I watched those those two episodes like on Tuesday and Wednesday right. to get caught up on Defy, and then I watched like I said today yesterday's today um, you had mentioned Lucky Kid as being somebody who you were really um kind of admiring I think but it's um, not
0: not his in-ring work there's something about his character that just it, it's interesting it's an interesting character it's like when we look at Eddie Edwards and they keep calling Eddie Edwards crazy mm-hmm. and then you see somebody like Minero Suzuki or Lucky Kid and then you go Eddie Edwards isn't crazy he's just a normal guy
1: how dare you not how dare you say that sentence and not include Sammy Callahan
0: Sam Callahan is a whole nother level. I don't I don't want to call him crazy. He's more maniacal than crazy.
1: Okay. I will accept that.
0: He's more he's more of that like super villain guy. Where Lucky Kid is just insane. Yeah, did you I, see I, him did you yeah, see I, him rolling around in the middle of the ring? I did. Just for no reason?
1: Yeah, that, the, reason, what, the, reason I was, the reason I really brought it up is because he did one, sp- he did one move in his match, uh, not yesterday's show, but two weeks ago, that I was like, no, that can never be done ever again in a wrestling match. And this goes by, and this goes by your theory you mentioned to me before, that any move that takes longer than three seconds when your opponent on the, is on the match should not be performed. Exactly. Um, and this was when he was outside the ring – he squirmed his way. There's really no other word for it. He squirmed his way over the top rope, into a handstand, walked across the ring on his hands, and turned it into a centon. Yep. That was just like the most ridiculous thing I've, I've ever seen. And I knew more that more ridiculous than the worm, more ridiculous than the people's elbow. It was just so fucking stupid.
0: Is it more ridiculous than the one percent elbow?
1: Yes. Or, the, or than Balin.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's that might be the most ridiculous one.
1: No, because his opponent had the there the entire time, and then sell a barely um, contacting centon as death.
0: Well, didn't everybody and their grandmother do that to the five knuckle shuffle?
1: Okay, that's that's a fair point. That might be the stupidest one, because. <laughs> Because if you watch the entire thing, it's it's not just the shuffle itself. It's the whole fact that the opponent apparently can do nothing except for swing a clothesline into a particular spot so that John Cena can pick him up and drop him gently down onto the mat and then do the 5 knuckle shuffle.
0: Yeah, that is pretty much the worst-looking body slam ever that leads up to that one. It is. You know, and speaking to John Cena, it's like, I, it's like, I, it's
1: like, excuse me, sir, mind if I send you set you down on the mat so I can do my, my uh, rapper gimmick thing,
0: for that I haven't done in 15 years, right? Just for this one moment, right. Um The, uh, the one thing that I was, I, I was, going to mention about John Cena, have you oh, seen him? I just had
1: somebody, somebody on my, on my list while we were talking.
0: Go ahead. Oh, well, have you seen him recently?
1: John Cena. Why would I want to do that?
0: I'm just curious if you have.
1: I, I do know that he's added a new move into his repertoire, a new finisher.
0: Oh, that I don't know. I haven't actually watched him wrestle. I'm just talking about. I've seen clips and stuff of him. And I, it no, he's, me... he's got
1: this new super duper super punch that he knocks people out with.
0: A super duper super punch.
1: I don't know what I don't know what it's actually called, but I guess he just like, I guess he does like a kind of like a punch like uh, um,
0: like big show. Mustache, used to do? Like,
1: like mustache Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. And and, and, it, and apparently knocks people out because he's so fucking cena, uh,
0: So it's not as bad though as the knockout punch by Big Show. No. That is the slowest looking right hand I've ever seen in my life.
1: Well, not only that, but I mean, he, it's like he didn't. It's not like he wouldn't use punches in the rest of his matches. Right. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead about John Cena's appearance. Um,
0: no, just uh, every time I see him lately, I have to do a double take because he let his hair grow oh to like a normal haircut
1: oh interesting
0: he no longer has that little flat top shaved whatever (laughs) it's just it's one of those things where every time I see him on TV or a clip of him or a picture or something I just do a double take because it it does not look like John Cena
1: who does it look like
0: I don't know your mom
1: that's weird. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know John Cena had curly red hair in real life.
0: Well, you know, sometimes. <laughs> oh, John Cena's not going to make it to Royal Rumble.
1: That's a shame. No, he, he looks. I was really looking forward to seeing him.
0: When you just kind of see him, like at a distance or in a, um, without his hat on, without his shaved hair, he kind of looks a little bit like JBL. Okay. It's it's an awful look for John. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Um good for him. <laughs> um we're talking about John Cena's appearance. That's that's kind of uh disturbing.
0: A new low for us?
1: Perhaps. I think so. Um the the other thing I wanted to talk about was um the I want to say the njpw style influence i've seen recently with the characters in nxt and nxt uk and i'm and i'm thinking specifically of marcel Bartel and, and whatever his partner's name is eichmann something um and uh johnny five star um when i see those guys perform um, they don't act like the traditional WWE or WCW or whatever heel. I mean, they're, they're not out there cheating their ass off to win matches. They're just um, they're heels by their attitude rather right. than by their um, their actions. And and I just I just love the, the subtlety of the of the character work of, of those guys where um, it's clear that. They, that they're willing to do anything to win matches and they're willing to be despicable people, but they don't really do show that by, um, by, by despicable, despicable actions in the ring, just kind of with with the attitude that they have towards their opponents. And I also really liked, I don't know if you've noticed it, Jeff, but when, the, when that tag team I mentioned, Eichmann and Bartel, come out, now they do that whole handshake thing, Except for they do a wrist grasp, you know, a wrist grab. I mean it's almost it almost harkens back to uh, the Blue Bloods with William Regal and Dave Taylor where they would, you know, shake each other's hands on the way down to the ring. But and, and I and I really think that's kinda of cheesy. Did the VOD villains do that too? What's that?
0: Did the VOD villains do that
1: too? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So so it's kinda of cheesy and it's kinda of old hat and and I didn't really like it at first. But if you look at the subtle way that they do it, when one of them holds their their arm out for the wrist clasp, the other one gives them a look like, "Do I want to do this or not?" So it's it's like that. Even though these two have formed a partnership and alliance, they 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 are fully aware that each of them is is a despicable person that can betray them at any time. And I really like that subtlety to to what's going on. I mean, the announcers haven't mentioned it. It's just something that if you if you look at them and and watch their mannerisms, they're they're together to um, excel. They're not together because they necessarily like each other. And I think that's really cool.
0: Well, they have mentioned their. I mean, they haven't brought up the tag the um, handshake, but they have mentioned that these guys just kind of formed a tag team out of mutual respect,
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of like uh, Dash and Dawson did, you know, what five years ago.
1: And Birch and.
0: And, or- and, yeah. and didn't uh, Revival start that way too, Dash and Dawson?
1: No, they were, they were supposedly friends from childhood.
0: Oh, okay. I, I know there's one other team, but regardless, uh, and they have mentioned it on both uh, NXT and on UK last week. They talked about how they um, were rivals that worked well together, so they decided to form a partnership type of thing.
1: Right. Yeah, I know they mentioned that, but I'm just, I'm just saying that if you look at that subtlety, I mean, it's, it's like they don't really trust each other, at least not yet.
0: So which hopefully it's, it's kind that, of it's
1: kind of cool to see that.
0: Hopefully, it especially is with especially you with think.
1: young performers like that with that such character work, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Hopefully, it is an actual. They're actually trying to look awkward, and not just awkward.
1: Well, no, because they, they kind of glare at each other and like look each other up and down before the, before putting the before accepting the hand. So I really don't think that it's an it's an unintentional thing. If it is, they just really don't, don't like each other in real life, which is weird. Just. <laughs> It is, it is, but I I just, uh, and then, and then, you know, Gargano is, is going out there and, and uh, he is basically against everybody. So, I mean, I, maybe he wasn't really the right word for him. Um, and I don't think tweener really fits either. He's just kind of a character that's going out there and doing what he needs to do to win. But but at the same time, you know, to, to be, uh, you know, to be honorably making a challenge and then um, telling, um Ciampa to go away, and then just kind of watching in awe between what happens between Ciampa and um, and uh, Kick Guy, uh, Black, Alistair Black. Kick um, Guy. <laughs> that's all he does is kicks and flips and suplexes. R-
0: Remember, though, when I said, you actually said after the last takeover that he looked like, or after, not last, yeah, after War Games, where he, yeah. you actually were impressed by his his match.
1: I was, I, I really liked it. And I, and I, and I, and I was impressed by the way that he, that he, you know, mixes his offense. And I was, but, but that's kind of how I thought of him for such a long time as he, all he does is kicks. So it I, is all he does.
0: <laughs> it, that seriously is all he does is kick people.
1: But anyway, you know, the, the, and then Gargano just like goes right from out of that moment, right to the super kick on the, on the ricochet. And it's just, and, uh, kind of like, you know, t- telling him, you know, that that's, uh, you know, that, that it's my time, basically. And uh, I, and then, you know, the, but then, you know, the match he had um, the next week on TakeOver, this, this past TakeOver, I believe it was, again, you know, he had that attitude, but he didn't have to resort to cheating to, to win his match.
0: He reminds um, me, he reminds me a lot of AJ Styles when AJ had his uh, face turn against Shane McMahon, where for the first, God, I don't want to say six to eight months, AJ was a tweener. He was a face, but he had that edge to him, and that's what Gargano reminds me of. So I guess you're right; it's not necessarily a, a complete heel turn, but it's it's literally him with just an edge.
1: Right, and the and the, I, and the crowd and the crowd is seems to be torn on him as well, which I think is is really probably what they're going for.
0: Well, and the other thing that I I really like about him is I think his mic skills have improved dramatically dramatically over the last six months uh, he's always been a decent talker but when you listen to what he says now like his uh, confrontation with uh, Alistair Black before their cage match mm-hmm. when he uh, had the <clears throat> when he talked about him, how about how he'll fight him anywhere even in a parking lot or, or right. Alistair Black was saying I'll, I'll fight you anywhere I'll fight you anywhere even in a parking lot and Kirk Arnold just looks at him like really how'd that work out for you last time
1: yeah that was awesome
0: so, I mean, he's, he's definitely had, he's gotten a lot better, a lot better on the mic. They're in yeah, Phoenix I'm, this time, and, right? And,
1: and honestly, I'm, I'm, looking for, I'm looking as much forward to that match this coming weekend between him and Ricochet as I have to any match so far this year.
0: You know, it's going to be really bad if my top four matches happen in the first month and a half of the year <laughs> <laughs> or in the first month of the year.
1: It's not. Uh, it's not out of the question.
0: We do, and have you seen the rest of the card on here? There's uh, some
1: for, for NXT takeover.
0: Yeah, there's some notable people missing. Off yeah, I'm.
1: This. I'm. I'm a. I'm a little annoyed that Riddle and and uh, Ono made that made the card rather than Cole and um, EC3.
0: Yeah, and that's where I was. That's kind of where I was going. I mean, if they're going to do a grudge match like that, why not Cole and EC3 ahead of Riddle and Ono? But, I mean, it's not just them that's missing. There's there's noticeably, they've they've kind of shoehorned people into this. Like, Bianca Belair, I still, even though she's undefeated, I mean, granted, over the last few weeks, I've started to like her character a lot more, but she's just one of those people that shouldn't be there. And I don't know about you, Matt Riddle might be the most annoying person on the roster. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what you mean, bro.
0: I I just, every time he gets into a um, serious promo and he just smiles and says, bro, over and over again, I just want to punch him in the face.
1: Yeah, I I do too, bro.
0: I'm going to punch you in the face.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on, bro. Relax, bro. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, speaking of Bel Air, you know, I... You and I had talked about last week how, how she's really impressing both of us and, and how much she's improved. But you know what? I, I had no idea what the EST of NXT meant. and I was like, I don't either. I still and don't. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I was like, and I was, and then I was like you know, it, it sounds kind of cool, but at the same time, it's weird because I have no idea what they're talking about. So I looked it up. What it means is that she's the strong-est, the big-est, the fast-est, the bad-est, the smart Est. So the EST is like the is like the last three letters on you know on on those words. You know? So so basically, that, so basically so basically whatever you know what, whatever the adjective is, she is the EST of that adjective.
0: That makes that whole promo with her and Mia Young makes so much more sense. Or Mia Yim, Mia Yim. Yeah. Um, with the HPIC comment and everything. Um, speaking of which, that's another thing that I have a real issue with. Um, with uh, even now NXT, is the mm-hmm. fact that they don't let anybody go on a run, as far as being you know undefeated.
1: Uh, Bianca Belair is undefeated.
0: <clears throat> right, but outside of that, look at how um, Keith Lee, who was that was his big thing as he was undefeated, just got just got beaten. They just kind of fluffed it under the rug.
1: Matt Riddle still undefeated.
0: Yeah, he's only had three matches against Cash Okada. <laughs> It's not like he's had a real test.
1: Yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to have an undefeated streak. I mean, it's nice to make you less interesting if you're, if you're you know, if you have an undefeated streak. It should be used few and far between, really.
0: Well, but you're right. But it just seems like there's certain people that probably should have gotten a little more run. Like Bianca Belair, they're giving it to her right now, mm-hmm. but EC3 should have had one.
1: Well, he couldn't. He 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 lost his very first match. He came out there.
0: Right, exactly. I mean,
1: were you going to have him win the North American Championship his very first match?
0: No. no. Well, he could have. He came in with Well, yeah, he could enough, have, but
1: I wouldn't have done that.
0: He came in with enough um, fanfare and Swerp. personality. Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> That's another guy I'm 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 okay with going away. How far are you on that anyway?
1: I'm I'm only uh like six six episodes in, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm up to fourteen now, and uh, so you haven't seen Battle Riot yet, then.
1: No, clearly not.
0: Okay, um, they're starting to get things set up for war games, and it's uh, it's taken an interesting turn.
1: Well, I refuse. I, I forbid you from watching war games until we both get there, and we can watch it at the same time.
0: Well, I'm only two episodes away, and that's why I'm kind of binging on uh, Impact right now, to, so that you can get caught up on that. All right, cool. But that's another one I'm starting to like <laughs> a lot more. Then I probably should.
1: Oh, speaking of binge-worthy shows, um, I just want to let you know in case you didn't, because I didn't know until my dad told me yesterday about the second season of Punisher is available now.
0: Or no, oh, is it? I haven't even seen the first one yet. What? I've been too busy watching wrestling.
1: Well, who's making you do that?
0: I, some weird little guy I work with. <laughs> um, there there was one thing... Uh, no, I lost... Oh, yeah. Um, that statement about... Um, Tony Shavani and uh, um, Matt Stryker
1: mm-hmm.
0: who said about Rich Swan still makes me laugh.
1: You have to refresh my memory.
0: The uh, where Rich Swan comes out and uh, Matt Stryker goes, uh, well, does he not realize he's about to get his block knocked off? And uh, Shavani says back to him, well, he's or he's oozing with enthusiasm, and Stryker says, you know, they make a cream for that. You know that, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> Those two as an uh, as a pairing are a lot more brilliant than I thought they would be.
1: Good. I'm just glad they didn't bring Vampiro in to go along with uh striker because I don't know how many times I could I could have uh, Vampiro I could many more more times I can hear Vampiro say, Why don't they just get rid of the ring and let them fight?
0: Yeah, I don't know, it gets a little old. It um, does. And I am impressed with Tony Schiavone I I wonder if it's just a lack of Hulk Hogan being around. That he's actually announced. That makes a lot now.
1: of things better.
0: <laughs> but it just—he just—he's—he's not like he used to be, where all he did was sell the main event throughout the entire show. Right. He actually concentrates on the match at hand, which I think is—is is good.
1: Yeah, that is good. So, and, and, uh, go ahead.
0: You know, we've talked way too much about WWE this uh, this week. Have you seen anything going on uh, in J.P.W.?
1: Uh, no, I didn't watch any of Fantastic Mania at all. Did you?
0: I saw clips of it. Um, okay. I kind of want to go back and watch it. Uh, it looked like it had some interesting pieces. Well, I kind
1: of do too. But then I looked this morning. And it's like there's seven days of it. It's like, do I really? I don't go back, I'm not going to go back and watch seven days of Fantastic Mania.
0: Well, they're doing the. Isn't this their run up to G1? The
1: no. Fantastic Mania. No, they do that. They do it every year, but I don't think it's usually seven days. It's eight days. Is it eight days? Wow. I just looked it up. Yeah, I'll just look at at the cards and decide, you know, which ones I, if there's anything that I really can't live without seeing.
0: 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19,
1: 20th, and 21st. Oh, that's way more than eight. 11, 12, 13,
0: 14. Oh, no, they missed the 15th. They missed the 17th. They missed the 19th.
1: Ah, okay. Um, and I and I we also have the the uh, the uh, uh, new beginning in the USA shows coming up, but they don't have any they don't have any car, uh, cards listed for any of those shows yet. They have the they have cards for the other new beginning shows, but not the ones in the United States yet. And that's coming up, and only uh, they start like a week from tomorrow, I think. Did we lose Jeff? Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, when we come back, we'll do our—we'll go ahead and do our draft, assuming everything—assuming we're both here. And we are back, and I—I I don't think Jeff is still here, or Jeff is here still. <laughs> Jeff, are you there? Can you hear me? Jeff, are you there? I am now. What happened to you? I
0: don't know. It just hung up on me.
1: That's weird. Luckily, all I
0: had to do was join the call for it to reconnect. But
1: oh, okay.
0: Anyway, I was going through this. It looks like this is a. um, They must be teaming up with CMLL for this.
1: Yeah, they do that every year. That's what I was saying.
0: Yeah, there seems to be a lot of luchador matches in everything until night eight. Looks like it's a tag team match, and it doesn't look like there's anything interesting enough to waste my time on.
1: All right. That's what I was wondering if this is all, like, six-man tags and shit.
0: Yeah, there's there's a family tag team tournament that's going on, and then, you know, night because seven. Because the
1: family that tags together stays together.
0: Exactly. Then there's a, um. then when they finally get through that, night seven, there's a eight, 2018 family tag tournament against 2019 family tag tournament. Tournament winners, and then it looks like there's finally a couple singles matches of Luchadors on week on night eight. So yeah, there's nothing on here I really care too much about seeing.
1: What are the matches on there? What's that? What are the matches on? Uh, what are the matches on night eight?
0: Actually, this one doesn't look bad. Volador Jr. versus Caristico. Okay. That doesn't look bad. Um,
1: well, no, you said Voldemort Jr., so obviously it doesn't look bad.
0: Atlantis Jr. against... Or Voldemort, or,
1: as I once famously called him.
0: Yeah, many times. But no, I mean, there's maybe, on on all eight nights of this, there's maybe three matches that I wouldn't mind seeing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's that one on night two. Um, I don't know if you heard that. The Voldemort, or Volador Jr., Dragon Lee and Jushin Liger against uh, Caristico, Gran Carino, and Namajago. That doesn't know. that doesn't look bad, but other than that, it doesn't look like it's anything anything I need to devote time to.
1: Gotcha. All right. So I I I already I took a commercial break while you were while you were busy doing whatever you're doing when you didn't want to talk to me. So, um. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do the drafting. So uh, should we flip a coin to see who's going to start?
0: Who cares? You're gonna win the coin toss. This is radio, dumbass. I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Just go for it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and go first then. Um, All right. Especially this, it makes, this makes more sense that you have more people oh. than I do.
0: So. Hold on, I need a pen, and I don't want. Why? Take we live in digital
1: pens. age. Why do you need a pen?
0: Because I actually wrote something down.
1: Can you read it? Barely. Is it in English?
0: It's in cursive.
1: (laughs) English cursive?
0: (laughs) I tried to disguise my notes so that the current flock of people can't read it.
1: So that what can't read it? I don't know,
0: dude. (laughs) Just take your pick.
1: The Revival. You son of a bitch. I think that they're easily the most overlooked act in WWE. They, They dominated NXT. Um, you know they they were amazing down there. They get moved up to the to the main roster with seemingly no plan, and then Wilder gets Wilder gets, Wilder gets injured. You know they're they're kind of trolling they're kind of trolling around, wrestling against nobody. Uh, Dawson gets injured like a month later, mm-hmm. and uh, and and they've still um, you know been able to get out of um, second gear. I mean they're they're really. Um, you know, they recently had a shot. I think at the tag titles, they lost to uh, Gable and Rude, who um, which are you know, which is an ad hoc team if I've ever seen one. And um, and you know, I mean, I mean, and and plus, you know, you you get them in, into um, we we finally get the match that um, we should have gotten, or that we you know, you and I dreamed of like two years ago, which is the Young Bucks taking on the Revival in All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, Not to mention all the other, you know, tag teams out there that they could have, you know, great matches against. I mean, the, um, you know, against guess you got them against every every variation of um, of SCU and, uh, you know, the, the Briscoes may, you know, come over at one point. You know, you, you could possibly have them against, you know, guys from. Uh, I guess the Lucha Brothers, I mean, the, the and we saw what great tag team geniuses these guys are. I mean, they wrestle, com- they were a completely different style than the Young Bucks or or pretty much anybody else I mentioned. But at the right. same time, they're they're such, you know, they're such a high ring IQ when it comes to tag team wrestling that they would have a great match with just about anybody. And uh, well, and I, and have... I really, um, I really want to see that happen.
0: And it sucks because that was my number one overall. Mine too? Yeah. Um. You know, and I agree. They've got a built-in rivalry against the Bucks. They have um, what two match of the year can- candidates? Actually, two matches of the year um, in NXT against two different teams. They had right. one against American Alpha and one against DIY. Right. You know, they they prove that they can literally go with anybody, and they've actually had they've been able to have some great matches on the main roster. It's just they don't get the push they deserve. There you go. So I agree with you that, and that was my overall number one too. So I got to switch gears here, and I'm going with uh, Bray Wyatt. Okay. I think that, I think that he is a guy that had an amazing gimmick. Even came on white hot in um, on the main roster with that amazing gimmick, but then they had to tone down his gimmick because it wasn't as PG as they wanted it to be. The fact that he was still able to be um, as cryptic and spooky as he was while toning himself down just speaks volumes to what he does. And he's never he has not had any direction since he had to carry that Undertaker match against WrestleMania when he was the only one that would show up on TV to actually sell the match. I think he would be amazing if he could bring his Bray Wyatt gimmick over to AEW.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, he would have to call somebody something else obviously, but who cares? Right.
0: But he could still pull up. He could be Joe Schmuck and still pull off that that gimmick.
1: Yes. Yes, very so, true. I
0: don't know. I just I think when you look back at what he did in NXT, the fact that they brought him to the main roster and he was still able to get over without being as cryptic as he was just speaks volumes to him.
1: Absolutely. <clears throat>
0: All right, where are you going? To,
1: because the selection is blocked. What the hell are you talking about? I'm trying. I'm trying to, to type up uh, our rosters here, and my word decided it doesn't feel like working. God, I don't know. I understand what's going on with this computer. Some days. Um, we're going to stay with the Wyatt family. I'm going to go with Brody Lee. Um, for those of you who don't know, his that was his, that was Luke Harper's name on the Indies, and when I. And and when I think about guys that WWE has never used properly, uh, the revival is number one, and Brody Lee is number two. Um, he is absolutely a fantastic performer. Um, he is great on the mic. He he really um, knows his stuff both ways. And um, and as much as I like Bray Wyatt, the fact that the fact that Brody Lee had to take a back seat to him, and be pushed down to the point where he was not able to perform as a single star, and then had to be um, with uh, Eric Rowan in uh, in a tag team a couple of times, and was never really able to branch out on his own. I mean, we've seen so many times what he could do if he was just even given a glimmer of a chance. It's almost like like Cody was before he left, where you know he would he would start doing something and WWE would just pull the rug out right from underneath him. And I think that I mean, he's, and then
0: he would do something else and just make it the greatest thing on TV, and they'd pull the rug out. You know, another guy was Damien Sandow. It was like that. Yeah, He yeah. took crap, made it something decent, and then they changed it up his gimmick again.
1: Right. And, and the other thing is I think that, I think that Lee is uh, completely different than any, anybody else in, that, uh, in that, comp- that fledgling company starting up. Um, he would give them a big man presence, um, but a big man that can really wrestle and do incredible things. So, I mean, Lee, to me, I mean, I, I, he, obviously he's getting older, but I, I think that he still has some star years ahead of him.
0: See, and he was a guy that made my list, but he made it as a tag team with uh, with Eric Rowan, because I don't think any of them, either one of them, have um, gotten the run that they deserve. I mean, Rowan, unfortunately, it was part of it. Part of it was because of his uh, shoulder injury, and he took a backseat. But I, I just don't think that uh, them as a tag team, but they're much lower on my list than than this, you know, Brody leaving this high because simply because um they had a solid run here recently as bludgeon brothers
1: well they did in that sense but but i don't think but to me Brody lee has never gotten the uh the respect he deserves in wwe i i just don't think they've ever used him properly um i mean yeah, i guess you could argue, i guess you could argue when he was was when he was an enforcer enforcer um for wyatt he was used somewhat properly but i mean really Um, He never really should have been in that spot in in the first place, in my opinion, at least not for as long as he, as he was.
0: Well, when he was intercontinental champion too, he had some decent, he had some decent run, but then got involved with the, um, I can't even think of who they were, the authority. And that kind of killed all of his momentum. So I, I agree with you. He's another guy that he did make my list, but you know, not as high. Um, I guess my number 2 would be Kevin Owens. Um and and it's hard and I think a lot of it is the reason why I'm, I he made this list is because he even though he was a long reigning universal champion he never really got the run that he deserved. Um it was it seemed to be like he was he had that Seth Rollins heel uh type r- heavyweight run where he couldn't win without Chris Jericho. And the second he didn't have Chris Jericho, he lost. You know, and then lost to Bill Goldberg in one of the worst matches I've ever seen on pay-per-view. And even when he went over to SmackDown. Oh,
1: yeah, a, ter- a terrible match, but with some great, um, great. heel work by, by Kevin yeah. Owens.
0: Oh, yeah, it was amazing. But he took a, a 30-second match and made it into a 10-minute match just by his character work. Um, you know, so he he shows that he's amazing at it, and I just don't think that his his last run here was awkward. Um, you know, he got just completely squashed by Braun Strowman, and then he ended up in another feud where he was losing all the time, and then he quit RAW only to show up the next week again. It's they just they prove over and over and over again they don't know what to do with this guy.
1: And I yeah, think I, completely, you, I completely agree. He was he was actually number three on my list. So um, actually I actually didn't even put mine in order, but he he would have been right up there for me. I, I, he was going to be my next, my next choice um, if you hadn't taken him. And I, and I think, and, and he's also, the other thing is that he's, he's friends with everybody, with everybody in um, the elite as well. Uh, other than uh, I think Hangman Page and maybe even they have a friendship, but I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, he's one of the guys that, that would, uh, that would go over there. And, and you could even have, have included, um, Owens and Zane together, I think as a tag team, and, and they would be, you know, they would do great stuff. They, they've had great matches against, um, the young bucks before when, when they were all so young in the business. So for those guys to perform against each other in a tag, in a tag setting now, when they're so much older and more experienced and have done, have, and, and well traveled, I think would just be a dynamic match as well. And I just, um, I
0: think he could bring so much, um, He's, he's proven in WWE that the man knows how to work a match and put on classics, and he can do it with anybody. Um, this, his feud with Ambrose, his feud with AJ, his feud with, uh, with um, Jesus, who's he? Oh, Cena, when he first came up, all of them were five-star matches pretty much every time he went out. So he's proven he can do it. And like the way he plays off of Sami Zayn, those two as a tag team would be brilliant. Um, I kept them as individual wrestlers on, on my list, but I, I would love to see it. I really would.
1: Yeah. I, I am as individual wrestlers on my list as well. I'm just saying that you could have easily have chosen those as, as a tag team. Right. Um, cause they, they, cause they've been, they've been linked pretty much ever since they, they both got into the company. Right. And, and before <laughs> and before, um, See, number three for me since you took Kevin Owens. Um, let's see. Looking, 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 looking. Do I want to take him or do I want to go that direction? All right, I'm just going to jump out there. AJ Styles. Uh, um, ah,
0: see so you didn't even make my list.
1: And I, yeah, I I kind of thought that you that you kind of shamed me for that, but I mean, to me. He's really done everything he's going to do in WWE. Um, he's not going to main event a WrestleMania. Um, he, you know, he's not been a top star on Raw yet, but he's been the top star on SmackDown. He's he's got the longest reigning WWE championship since CM Punk. And um, and to me, I mean, he's he's right there in that spot where they've done everything that they're that they're going to do with him. And I and I know that he has also said these that, that he's probably going to retire after this contract. Uh, whether that's a negotiating employee or not, who knows? <laughs> but uh but I but to me, I mean, he he is the kind of star that you wanna that you wanna pull across. I mean, they've they have Chris Jericho, you know, he's who's pulling in stars uh, you know, fans from a few years ago. AJ Styles I think would pull in fans from right now. And I think that, that he's a big time player that they could really use. I mean, t- when I when I when I look at, at everything AJ Styles has done in WWE, I think I think it, you know as you and I as big Styles fans before he went there, he's done other than main eventing at WrestleMania. I think I think he's really done everything that you, you and I could have ever hoped for him to have done there, and, and even better, really.
0: Well, yeah, and um, he's brought out the best in a lot of people too. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I my only problem with him is I think he's been booked really really well. And I, the only reason he didn't make my list is because I think he's still being booked really, really well. Where I do have a guy maybe later on, unless a few other people here jump ahead of him, that I think has been past his, his prime booking time. I still think AJ Styles, they're still booking incredibly well, so he didn't even make my list. But I agree um, with everything you've said.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, they're still booking him well, but I but I do think that he's done everything he's going to do there, um, yeah, sure. and I and I and I I mean he may win the WWE title one more time, but he's not going to have the kind of reign that he just finished. He's not going to have another year like 2016 in WWE where he was a four star match plus every single time out. Um, right. He's just he's just not. I think he's just past that point in his career. I mean he may he may like Chris Jericho learn to adapt his style and and get back to that level, but I mean right now he's just really. He is lucky to have a, you know, a four-star match every, every four or five pay-per-views rather than every single time he's he's out there. Um, which
0: is which is hard to watch. Right. <clears throat> it's hard but, but, to see somebody like him go out and not have a four-star match. Or a four-star match.
1: Right. And and I, and I think with the, with the shackles removed from WWE, he he'd be, he be able to do that again with you know, especially with against guys like um Phoenix, um, AJ Styles, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, assuming Omega does sign with All Elite um, against Skrull, once Skrull gets over there. How was that match, by the way, or did you not watch it? I
0: haven't watched it yet. It's on my list.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I know you showed me that pay-per-view, so I thought you were going to watch that pay-per-view that same day you showed it to me. (laughs) I was, Um, and
0: then things got uh, a little hectic.
1: ah, Which is normal
0: for my life, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Shocked, huh? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you know, we could revisit Christopher Daniels, um, Scorpio Sky, um, and and of course, Heyman Page. So I mean, I mean, I think there's you know the possibilities are, are I'm not gonna say endless because obviously there's everything has an end, but I think I think Styles in alley Elite wrestling makes a whole makes a whole hell of a lot of sense.
0: See, and my next pick is kind of along the same lines as what you're thinking with AJ Styles, except I think that this guy hasn't been booked well at all. Um, Samoa Joe. Okay. He's a beast. He's been a beast everywhere he's been. And the main roster just does not know how to handle him. He had that one good series against AJ that unfortunately because of WWE's style of booking made me turn against WWE where I didn't watch them. didn't even pay attention to them for like eight months afterwards. But I just think that he has been—he's been consistently overlooked in every single uh, feud he's been in. I think he's lost every feud he's been in, which just shouldn't happen for a guy his talent.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I guess that with Samoa Joe, I, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think how to say this. I'm kind of a more wait, more wait and see with Samojo. I don't really have him on, on my list because I cause he you know, he did just get out of a, out of a, a big feud over the uh over the WWE title with AJ Styles. Um and he's still kind of like right there in the mix as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up facing Daniel Bryan for the championship at WrestleMania. And but, see that
0: uh, that's where I was saying that it, it's kind of like your Samojo pick or I'm sorry, your AJ Styles pick, where the whole reason AJ didn't make my list was because I still think he's being booked well, where Samoa Joe, I never felt like he got over that hump.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, and I can't totally disagree with that. I'm just I'm just saying that for me, it's um, kind of more wait and see. And also, you know, I, I haven't been super impressed with his ring work other than his match against Styles, you know, since, his, since he came to WWE, really. I mean, he had, he had one great match against uh, Nakamura. Um, you know, he had one great match against Styles, and and other than that, I really haven't been that impressed with his, especially in, in ring work. I mean, his character work is always brilliant, of course. But
0: that that Fatal Four Way that he had with Reigns, Lesnar, and Strowman, I mm-hmm. thought was really well worked. I thought that he was, was the the star of that one.
1: That Summerslam a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. But I, I see where you're coming from, too. He's just not been booked as strongly as he probably should have. He's another one of those guys that should have came in with a winning streak, like he did in TNA, where he was just this unstoppable beast. Right. And he just never got that run. I mean, to the point where he's never won a feud on the main roster, it just speaks volumes that they don't know how to use this guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, and, and really, he should have. He should have beaten Roman Reigns at um, was it Extreme Rules last year? I think it was I think it was Extreme Rules at WrestleMania. I don't think they brought Backlash back at that point, or did or did they? I'm trying to remember the the one that the one that they had like 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 right after the uh, or right was it right before? anyway? He should have be, he should have beaten um, Reigns in that slow ass terrible match. <laughs> uh, are you still there, Jeff? Yeah, I'm scratching my face. sure we didn't lose you again. Um, and and he and he probably should have won the championship from AJ too, to be honest. Yeah, I mean he probably should have won the championship from him at least for a couple of month run. And uh, they just never pulled the trigger on it.
0: That's that's what I was saying. Is he's just never been booked to the level where he should have been.
1: No. So he hasn't been. that's why he yeah. made my
0: makes my list.
1: Gotcha. Um. I am going to go with my number I'm at my number four pick now, right? Yep. I'm going to go with Charlotte. Wow. I think um they need a big time women's star with with all elite wrestling. I mean they've signed Dr. Brooke, uh Dr. Britt Baker. You know, they've got Brandy. Um Charlotte is she's she's won the Raw Champ Raw Women's Championship like three times. She's won the SmackDown Women's Championship four times. I mean, she's, she's at that spot where she's a seven-time women's champion in WWE. Um, she ended, she ended Oscar's streak last year. Um, she had that big match against Rousey at Survivor Series. She, and they're not going to redo that match this year, I don't, you know, at WrestleMania, I don't think. So, I mean, she's been, she pretty much has done everything she can in WWE, to, to my mind. So it's, it's almost like my AJ Styles pick, except for, obviously, a lot earlier in her career. And I think that she would be a big time performer at all elite wrestling um i know it probably would never happen <laughs> but i think that but i but I, that's right that's where i think that she should go and i think that she would she'd be a shining star there and, and again bring women fans with her to that company
0: unlike aj she never even made my thought process <laughs> just because of how well she has been booked
1: Right, but I we just, also said we also but we also said those who have done everything they can in the company. You know?
0: Yeah, and I guess I didn't even think of it that way. That yeah, she is definitely she she's not going anywhere from here. She's she's done everything that she can. <laughs> she main evented a pay per view, becoming one of the first women to do it. You know, she's had her had her good run. So I I can't take anything away from the pick. I just wish I had thought of it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: I know you said, I think that's the first one you said wow on, so, that I, that I said,
0: Yeah, I think it's just because I, uh, I didn't even, <clears throat> she didn't even cross my mind, but the second you said her name, I was like, you know what, you're right, she does qualify for the list that we went up with. Well, this, now I'm at the point where I have so many people that just kind of clump together, mm-hmm. you know, because those first three were no-brainers for me. Right. Um, four if you count the revival because that was a no-brainer too but I think let me see I'm going to go off the rails a little bit here okay I'm going to take American Alpha
1: oh interesting even, even though we don't know if uh, Jordan's ever, ever going to wrestle again
0: nope I'm still taking
1: because you get Chad Gable
0: yeah I mean, regardless, and even if Jason Jordan were to come back as a as a manager type role, I just mm-hmm. think those two work so well together. They have such great chemistry, not only in the ring but on the mic as well. You know, I think Jason Jordan does have a lot of talent. Where he is a pretty decent talker, I just don't. I think he got overshadowed in that whole Kurt Angle gimmick, where he never really got his time to shine and then the minute he was starting to to figure it out and become that heel in his take team with Seth Rollins, he got injured. We haven't seen him since. And Chad Gable has been direct, directionless since that team broke up. So
1: um here's the thing though. Can we really draft a champion?
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. I was thinking that you know, if, if we're if we're going to draft people that are being like you know booked badly or you know, how how can we draft somebody that that is currently a champion? I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, Rude and Gable are an ad hoc team if there ever was one. But I mean, they're they're are look, still the current you, Raw World Tag Team champions.
0: But if you so, look at how they've been booked, they have not I, been. I
1: booked don't because I don't watch that damn thing.
0: Well, that's true.
1: But I mean they did beat the revival, so
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I think that breaking American Alpha up to begin with was a bad, 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 bad idea.
1: Well, absolutely.
0: And uh they just Chad Gable until he teamed up with Rude really I still can't look at them and think that they have a real direction because even when you do catch the rare results they talk about how they just don't seem to mesh very well. You know, it's well, just I mean, kind of an odd pairing.
1: I mean I mean even even when you look at how they were booked when when they first when Smackdown first uh existed as a as a separate brand again, you know, they they were drafted onto there. They didn't even make the they didn't even show up the first uh the first episode that they were Smackdown Live. And then they were in the finals of the tag team tournament, got knocked out. And, and you don't have American Alpha or the recently turned Usos win the tag team titles. No, you have the awesome team of Rhino and Heath Slater do that. I mean, that, that was just, and then, you know, Alpha never did get those championships. So, I mean, it's, it's just really weird the way that they were booked all along in, once they got to WWE.
0: Well, and not just that. I mean, they didn't really even have a swan song. They were just – it wasn't like, oh, one of them got drafted to the other. It's just all of a sudden Jason Jordan shows up as Kurt Angle's kid. Right. Just out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden the tag team's done.
1: And, why, just, and why did he do that? Because according to him, uh, he was hired uh, – Chad Gable weighing him down. He was hired of carrying J- Chad Gable all, all over the place. Yeah, you
0: which know, just made no sense. So, right. I, I, I mean, I think that because they're both still under contract – whether they're champs or not. And, Cause I mean, if you take a look at it, me and the AJ Styles thing, you know, that never, even, or Charlotte never made my list either, mainly because they've been booked. Well, I don't think American alpha has been booked. Well at all, even with one of them being a champ.
1: Well, I agree. I just, I just, I just assumed, I guess that champions would not be eligible for the draft.
0: Yeah, Fair enough. What's that? I said fair enough. Okay. Hmm. I could always go off the board then.
1: No, I'm, I'm fine with your pick. I'm just saying that oh, I, never right. would have, I never thought about it because I just – I mean, I did briefly think about it, but I'm like, well, Gable's got a championship, so can I really well, see his name being booked well now? And can we, can we really take a, a championship belt from WWE and put it in AEW? You know.
0: Well, he would have to drop the championship. Silver okay. Goose. <laughs> All right, All right so here's me? an odd pick. Matt That's Hardy. A... Ooh.
1: And and I and I and I think Matt Hardy knowing that he may never be able to wrestle again and not caring. <laughs> I just think he's so good as a character. I just did it with Jason Jordan. What's that?
0: I I literally just did that with Jason Jordan.
1: You did, and I mean I think Matt Hardy is such a great character. Um, I I think I think he went on a little bit more of a limb with Jordan than I did with Hardy simply because we didn't we have really only seen Jordan start to develop a character. Whereas Matt Hardy is that fully formed, broken slash woken Matt Hardy character, he could easily bring people into his um into his broken universe the way that uh, the way that you know Josephus does in nWA stuff um, you know, with his kingdom. And just, you know, be a a great manager, a great mouthpiece for somebody. He has that compound. He can have people have have those matches at. He can still, you know, put on um, these amazing deletion type things. Um, You know, he he can still bring, um, you know, um, Senior Benjamin and Rebecca and his kids into it. Um, I just think that there's so much world left of that broken universe that WWE is um unwilling to take part in apparently and i think so similar to your bray wyatt pick i think that hardy could really expand on that even if he isn't able to wrestle he could still get a lot of mileage out of that as like the leader of you know the the, the king of the broken universe or the or a manager you know however you want to phrase it i just think that as a character he had, he adds so much to the uh to the table, and, he, and I think he'd even be great as a color commentator in, in some spots that way as well.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Um, hmm. I, and I have nothing more to add to that, because that, uh, you literally nailed every part of it. I, the, it. His broken character is still one of the best gimmicks of the last five, six years. Um, and the fact that he had to end it for a short time, only to kinda of half ass bring it back later. Um, you know, kinda of speaks to that too, that he just he never really had the direction, even in his, you know, their first run, when they, once they broke up and he was version one, mm-hmm. he never really had that they never really had that faith in him that they should have. And I think he proved in TNA that he is one of the better wrestlers in the last, you know, twenty years. Um as far as character work and everything involved. So I think, yeah, that's a, that's a huge pick.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: let me see here. Like I said, the rest of these are really in no order, so I'm trying to... You know, if I have to go with anybody at this point... I'm going to go with Tyler Breeze.
1: Yeah, I knew he'd be on your list and he wasn't going to be on mine. So
0: He he's never gotten and he even showed it when he came back and um, met Ricochet for that open challenge 2 weeks ago on so NXT dumb. that he still he still has the ability that he had when he was in NXT he's just never gotten anything off the main roster ever
1: it just felt like such a step backwards for that brand brand to come back
0: yes and no i mean i didn't if he'd come back as a regular you know, going to be there every single week. Then, then yeah. But as a one-off like that, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I just think this—he's—he's this, he's in such a need of a character shift um, off of what he's doing on Raw, where he's just a comedy guy. You know, he has so much talent, so much untapped potential that I think being around somebody like Chris Jericho would definitely be able to bring that out in him.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm just I'm just not uh, big on Tyler Breeze. I mean to, to me you... he's like the to me he's like he like he like is uh Shawn Michaels light, I suppose, and and not in a good way, like in like in the like in the model character way.
0: Could you imagine him though being part of the Young Bucks? No. I oh I certainly can. But I can I can't imagine everything.
1: I I can't imagine Matt and Nick Jackson tarnishing themselves with that.
0: I don't think it's tarnishing he's got <laughs> He's got ability. He just needs a slight shift in his character.
1: Out of all, okay, he's got ability, but I mean, really, does he even have a twenty eighteen moveset? Not now. Well, yeah, we're in twenty eighteen. Well, I guess twenty nineteen. I should say, but I mean, I mean, because
0: because since two thousand sixteen, he hasn't been used.
1: He's been used plenty. He's just part of the uh, fashion files or whatever,
0: right? Which is all he's been as a comedy character. So he hasn't had a chance to update his his move list.
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't in love with him. That I wasn't in love with him when he was in NXT either. Personally, yeah, so.
0: I I was. So I think there's there's a lot
1: of the difference there. Yeah, yeah. You probably have Ty fucking Dillinger on your list too, and that that not. He was never, never going to make my list either. So
0: I do not have Ty Dillinger. In fact, I think this. There's only maybe one other person, but I don't know if he'll get drafted at the rate we're going, that wouldn't have made your list.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: That absolutely wouldn't have made your list.
1: Who absolutely would not have made my list?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few picks I have coming up that I'm sure you probably didn't think of. But there's only one other person that would have absolutely never made your list.
1: I think it's amazing that you – I think it's amazing that uh, – well – no, I can't remember. Well, what I, knew said, Ty-
0: no. I knew Tyler Breeze wasn't
1: going to. So, no, I and I and I knew he was going to make yours. So. See, um, I could
0: easily. And he's him... fucking top
1: five. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I,
0: I could easily made him my last pick, knowing that he wasn't going to be on your list. I I think he has all the potential in the world to be. To be a great wrestler, um, I don't think he'll ever be the best in the world, but he does have all the potential in the world.
1: And, and, I'm, and I'm going to have to go back on something I said. I said a couple of rounds ago too, because I actually do have somebody on my list that are um, that are that have championships right now in WWE. And I'm going to use take them number now. Number six is, and that is the bar. Um, I think I think both of these guys, as again, they're 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 in that spot where they've done pretty much everything they can in the company um, on the tag team level. Um Seamus is a like eight thousand time world champion at WWE. Okay, it's probably like five, but still. Um, you know, they both held, held all the mid-card titles. Um to me they they pretty much done everything that they can both as a team and and as individuals. So I don't think they're ever gonna let um uh, Cesaro, you know, grab that brass ring, as Vince famously said. And get to the top of of the singles ranks. So I mean, and I think those guys coming in, facing off against the revival, facing off against the Young Bucks, against the Lucha Brothers, um, against SCU, um, is just going to be amazing. And I and I just that that to me is um, they they used to have been my number two pick, but I'm I'm picking them down here because I just think that they're um, and and I think that even if they were to separate and be singles acts again, um, great new blood added to AEW
0: yeah and um like you the only thing that uh the only thing that uh, cesaro still has to accomplish is being the heavyweight champion but he'll never get that opportunity as long as vince is still in charge right um and vince for some reason is immortal um he seems like he's never going to die and uh, so i think by the time that uh He's no longer in charge. Cesaro is going to be long past his prime. But there was a time when Cesaro was the, probably the best technical wrestler in the company. Absolutely. You know, in like 2014, 15, before you know, before Daniel Bryan's real takeoff and The Shield came in, Cesaro was easily the five-star guy on that on that roster. So yeah, I, I can't argue with the bar. I think that'd be a great
1: pickup. And as far as their booking, um, they had a great – there was about a year where they – a solid year where they were booked very, very well. And then they ended up jobbing to Braun Strowman and a kid at WrestleMania. Right. And
0: then completely... didn't appear on
1: SmackDown for like three months after being drafted there. And then were left off of the SummerSlam card in favor of yet another match between the New Day and the Usos. For them to finally get those championships with no momentum behind them whatsoever. So – um, so yeah, I mean, even though they're, they're the current tag team champions, I can't think you can—I can't think anybody can argue they've been booked well in the last year. So.
0: Well, speaking of somebody who has accomplished everything he can in um, WWE and never gets booked well, I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. Huh. I think if I think if he were to redo his show-off gimmick uh, from you know the 2013-14 that time frame. Mm-hmm. and bring that back to uh to AEW along with his his just technical ability. I think he would be a huge asset to that. You know, and I mean even now he's back to being booked like a joke. Didn't you say he asked for his release too?
1: That's what I read, yeah.
0: You know, so it's I think that would be a huge addition for, you know, AEW to add a guy of that talent and a guy who's still looking to prove something which is hard to say for a guy who's already been, you know, heavyweight champion, he's already already been WWE champion, he's already been tag multiple tag team champions, multiple intercontinental. But he uh, he's famously known for being not very well booked and he's right back to where he was before he signed his latest contract.
1: Um, right. And, and the, actually, I heard two different things. One of the things I heard was that he asked for his release. The other thing I heard was that his contract is up at the end of the month. So, um, you know, he did, send a, he did send that contract about a year ago, but I don't know if it was a one-year contract or not. So, um, and, and the other thing was, is, if you bring him in, you could also give him an immediate entourage by bringing back the guys, um, the other guys from the Spirit Squad, um, that are that are currently competing, like in Hardcore House of Hardcore and things like that, to be kind of his backup and stuff. Um, and I think that would I, I think it's like Mike and Kenny, I think. Um, and I think that would that would be like an awesome way to, to to use him as well. You don't even have to necessarily call you know have them call the Spirit Squad or anything, but just have them come in and, and they they're his backup because he's he's so great as a heel. Really, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not a big fan of his baby face work, but as a heel, as the hashtag heel, the show-off, as you said, I think he's an excellent performer. All
0: right, I missed your whole Dolph Ziggler thing. Why my internet faded out, so I had to go get my modem, uh, modem and bring it up by the computer.
1: Ah, uh, I was saying that I that I think what you I think what you could do with Ziggler um, is you could pair him up with the other guys that used to be in the in the is? Spirit Squad that are still. Um, that are still competing like in House of Hardcore and things and has them be kind of his entourage and his backup. So anyway, my, my idea was basically, uh, you know, do, do you have we have these guys as uh, his entourage. You know, he's it's it's not really the Spirit Squad, but they're out there helping him out, helping him win matches, getting over that hashtag heel character, that show-off character. Um, you know, because he's always he's showing off, but he still can't win matches on his own. He's got to have his buddies... Um, participate and, and join in with him and help him through his matches. Um, I think we'll take a quick commercial break while I try to get Jeff added back onto the call. Thanks, everybody, for for bearing with us through all these technical issues tonight.
0: I'm on, I'm back on now.
1: Oh, you're back on? Yeah. Okay. Well, what all, were you doing? Sudden,
0: I have no clue. All of a sudden, I could just hear you talking.
1: Huh. Okay. Did you did you hear my idea in any of the three times I said it? No. <laughs> Which
0: means that it's not a good idea.
1: Well, there's Kenny and Mike, I think, from the Spirit Squad that are still, like, working on, like, House of Hardcore and things like that.
0: Yeah, they were just on the MLW.
1: Okay, so I I think it'd be cool to have, you know, if you take Ziggler and put him in AEW, you hire those guys, too, and they could be his entourage kind of helping him get over. So he's got this show-off-type gimmick, but he can't actually win matches on his own. He's got to have his buddies help him out.
0: Yeah, didn't he do that already with uh, Vicky Guerrero and AJ Lee and uh, Big E?
1: Yeah, but this would be a, this would be him doing it well.
0: Oh, okay, good good point.
1: And and booked while well doing it, you know. So anyway, so that was your what? Let me see. Let me look at my list here. So um, that was your sixth pick. So we're we're at number seven for each of us. So huh, maybe I yeah, will get to ten. Um, which direction do I want to go with this one? Okay, so number seven, my pick is going to be the Iconics, or the Iconic Duo, as they're now called, I suppose. Wow. I just I think that they're such great character performers, and they they never really got a fair shot in in on SmackDown since being drafted up there. They
0: never got um, a fair shot at NXT. They were just kind of thrown into the main roster before they, they were. really developed.
1: I agree. And it was they've really mis, been completely mishandled. Um, I think you and I have talked before that I that I can't believe the way they they brought them up, had them attack Charlotte, and then basically just forgot about that except for six man tags. I think they I think there was like a real um, Steve Austin versus the Authority type thing that could have happened there with uh, you know the iconics you know fighting Charlotte having to fight up from from beneath and and Charlotte actually looking like an underdog for once that they could do that and they could do it again and they could recreate that I think in AEW and I think there are just a couple of young stars that the organization needs to um, to stack up that women's division and they they can also become the stars that WWE for some reason doesn't hasn't figured out how to make them into despite the fact they were so over in NXT with barely doing anything
0: well Peyton Royce has an amazing amount of talent I just I think that she's she could be on Flair's level in no time.
1: Possibly, yeah. She is really good, but I mean, I'm, and I think that both of their characters are excellent. So. Yeah, I
0: I, I can't remember the other chick's name. Billy Kay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, I really don't have much to add to that because they didn't make my list. I just I, I agree with you that I think that they're being poorly booked, but I also felt that way in NXT. So.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you didn't make your list
0: well i think i had too many other people that did
1: okay. <laughs> I, mean,
0: I got up to 24 got gotcha. people on my board here so um
1: yeah and and, and you know to be clear with Dolph Ziggler, the reason he didn't make my list because he didn't is simply because I, i'm not sure how much rehabilitation you can really do with with him at this point um and i, and I also don't know you know if his heart is is really in pro wrestling anymore so. yeah that's it's kind of hard because i don't think it is either
0: but um I just I think that it wouldn't take much to get him back. It would just take the winning streak that he needs. Cuz he's unfortunately gotten to that level where you just don't expect him to win ever. Gotcha. I'm going to go with uh the miracle like Bennett. Okay. Um guy that never really he's still technically on the WWE roster. He just never made his um, – he never got away from being Kanellis' pet. And no. some of the stuff that he did on uh, on TNA is just amazing. He had one of the best entrances I think I've ever seen. And I don't know why. It was just flashing lights, but there was something that just drew me to it. And I just – He's got talent. He's got a lot of talent. He showed that in the Ring of Honor as part of the kingdom. He showed that in TNA. And then to just walk into WWE and become an afterthought was such a disservice. He's a guy that really could use a reboot of his character, and I think going to AEW would be the best way to do it.
1: Overrated. Overrated. Overrated.
0: So I'm going to take it you're not a Mike Bennett fan.
1: Not at all. Um, yeah, I've never seen anything to that guy at all.
0: I oh, don't know. I liked his tag team with Matt Taven back in the day, and plus I thought he was decent in TNA, so.
1: Well, yeah, but Matt Taven was in that tag team. That's a good point. I mean, I mean, I mean, and I didn't – yeah, I mean – being decent in TNA, though, really isn't enough. I mean, decent is n- is not what we're looking for here.
0: Yeah, but he was decent in TNA during the time when they had Matt Hardy. They had uh, um, EC3 at the top of his game. They had, you know, that was when Eli Drake and um, Eddie Edwards were both starting to make their their name known. You know, he still had Abyss and Sanity there. Well, not Sanity. Who were they there?
1: Um, Matt Hardy. Matt Bennett and Moose had a match, and Moose had twice the personality that that Mike Bennett had. So, I mean,
0: okay, that's difficult. (laughs) Can I rethink my pick? (laughs) I never saw that match. If I had, he wouldn't have made it.
1: Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing down my choices here. I'm just looking here. Who I want to pick next? Do I want to do that one, that one, or that one? Okay, so I'm going to go Tony Nice. I think Tony Nice is spectacularly talented. Um, I think he can do pretty much anything in the ring. I think he's got a great character, a great personality, and, he's, and while I don't watch 205 Live, I know he's not really been in the mix much there, um, so that's who I—that's someone that I really want on my pro wrestling w- roster as a future star, and a guy that is easy to push and can pretty much do—you know, like like I said, pretty much anything in the ring. I, I think he's a, he's a must-have for a a young starting out promotion, and I and I don't think there's anybody in the world that he cannot have a good match against.
0: I know nothing about him. Okay. So much like you're Mike Bennett, I have nothing to say.
1: Right, oh, so I have plenty to say about Mike Bennett.
0: I know. I just chose to I chose to ignore everything you said. So
1: <laughs> except for wanting to change your pick after I said what I said.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, cuz if you have as much personality as Moose, then there's something majorly wrong with you. Right. All right, well, since no one none of us have taken him yet and I know he was high on your list at one point, Sammy Zayn. I think we've kind of already covered it with Kevin Owens, guy that just never got the um the push he deserved. He proved that uh, once he turned heel, he can be one of the top heels in the game. I, I, there's nothing I think Sami Sammy Zayn can't do, and I would love to see both him and Kevin Owens as their these best friends like they are in
1: WWE. Yeah, he's tough because I don't know what you, I don't know what you do with him. Um, I, I think that he's good, but he's also bland sometimes. Um, I think that. You know, he he made his name on the Indies under a mask, and I don't know if you put him back under a mask if you t- if you take him. Um, I I don't know that I can really. Uh, I don't know. I, there's just there's a lot I like about him, and there's but there's other stuff that just kind of. Uh, he he was on my list. I just you know he he wasn't probably as high as you thought he was, but he was definitely on my list. It just I just wasn't really to the point where. I don't know. He's kind of a of a coin flip guy for me, honestly.
0: Yeah, it makes sense because he I, was.
1: I, I think he can have great matches, but I think he, I also think he can be very. I think also need to think that he can um, mail it in and have a Sami Zayn type Sammy Zayn performance where you kind of get tricked into thinking he was a great match, but really it was just good,
0: you know? Yeah, I guess I can see that because Sammy does have that ability because he does really do the same five or six moves in every match, which you know that's the WWE way but it'd be nice to see him mix things up I just I look at some of the matches he had though his series against Kevin Owens was amazing his uh match against uh Shinsuke when Shinsuke debu- debuted was amazing uh his match against Cesaro was amazing uh, he just he's had such strong performances and he's just been kind of an afterthought on the main roster uh, from the moment he arrived and then
1: Let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not forget also the incredible four-way dance between him, Kevin Owens, The Miz, and Cesaro for the Unicorn Championship. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, spectacular match.
0: And he's kind of stole the show in that too, so... Um. Yeah, so I've got nothing more to add about Sami Zayn. I just think that he is a guy that has so much untapped potential and talent, and maybe being in a new company where he's not being told how to work all of his matches um, could actually revamp revamp him again.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I loved the uh, El Generico character, and I couldn't believe WWE took that off. And I think I think you and I might have talked about that before, but but I mean, I mean t- to me, El Generico was a perfect WWE type gimmick, and they took it off of him. <laughs> like, right, so stupid.
0: His hug fest in uh, Ring of Honor with, with Daniel Bryan is still one of my all time favorite things. <laughs> still, just that—that's absolutely one of my all time favorites.
1: His so, so hug fest with who? Uh,
0: it's Daniel Bryan. Really. Yeah, and Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was Ring of Honor or if it was just the Indies. Oh, okay. But he had a he had a match where he and Daniel Bryan were um, facing each other, and he got all sappy and started hugging the referee, hugging uh, Daniel Bryan. You wouldn't let him go. It was it was actually pretty entertaining.
1: That is pretty funny. Um, let's see, who do I want? I'm really surprised I have this many people to pick from still. I kind
0: of am too. I thought we would have had more similar lists. But there's just, uh, that just sh- this just shows how many people there are in WWE that are being misused. The fact that we came up with different lists like this.
1: All right, so if I don't, if I don't take one of those two, then one of those two is going to get left off. Am I okay with that? Yes, I am okay with that. So for my ninth pick, I'm going to go with Killian Dane. I just think he's an incredible talent. I don't think that anybody that has been brought up in that stable has been used correctly. In fact, the person, this place, they didn't bring up the entire stable like they should have. Um, you know, they were left off the show for weeks after after quote unquote debuting. And I just think that he's an incredibly talented big man that would fit in very well with, um, with the roster that they're building in, um, in AEW. I mean, they, you need to you need to have some guys that are bigger that can toss around these, the smaller guys, in my opinion. And I think that he that he's in that spot, but he can also fly around like a lot of the like a lot of the smaller guys can. And I just think that he, you know, he was one of the shining stars in that ladder match. Earlier this year, he had some great matches against the other big man, um, uh, Mr. Stagefright himself, Lars Sullivan. And I just think that Dane has so much potential and isn't going to do nothing but but move up in the business. And for him to do it for a flexing promotion like AEW, I think would be amazing. Did we lose you again,
0: Jeff? No, I'm here. I'm messing with something. I, I... Killing Dane, I don't know enough about. I, I thought his tag match was, or that uh, ladder match he had was amazing. Um, I just, I think that there's, he's got an unbelievable amount of potential. Um, and I just, I, I just, he was not a guy that just made my roster, or made my thoughts process, I guess. So I'm trying I, to
1: say. Okay.
0: I don't know why. But a phone that I don't have um service for is connecting to a company that I haven't paid a bill to in a year and a half. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Arlo just came in here, he's watching my old uh, droid that I mm-hmm. had when I switched from Verizon to AT and T. Yeah. And the internet wasn't working, and I'm looking at this and it's got service. It's got four bars of service for Verizon which makes no sense to me at all.
1: Maybe you're paying and don't know it. Maybe that's part of your uh, financial problem.
0: No, I'm I'm fairly certain it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, there, there's that. Um, so, yeah, Killing Dane, I just, I, I know he's got immense talent. I just, I don't, I haven't seen enough of him to really form that big of an opinion. Okay. Um, now, that being said, you know, I'm at the bare bones here, but you did mention a big guy that could throw people around who both you and I, when he was in NXT, were not very fond of. Hmm. Um, When he came up to the main roster, we both said the same thing. What the fuck? Um, But he showed that first year on SmackDown that he has immense potential, and that's Baron Corbin. Wait, Baron Corbin
1: was in TNA?
0: No, I said SmackDown, didn't I?
1: Oh, you said. I thought you said when he was in TNA, we didn't... Oh, we no, didn't...
0: when he was in NXT.
1: Oh, NXT, we, gotcha, okay. We Go both hated the guy.
0: We both yeah. thought it was he was horrible. Um, and when he got called up to the main roster, I, I remember texting you going, what the fuck, what just happened? Um, but he proved that first year that he can be a monster. Um, and then I don't know why they shuffled him off to Raw and then made him a joke, but that's a guy who really could benefit by going back to that lone wolf
1: character that he had yeah i i, I guess i've been i guess i've been so hot and cold on him I did, he didn't even be register something that i that I really want to sign i mean and you know I, and, and i really don't know i don't know i really didn't know you know for sure what you could do with him I, I agree though that you know he he did show some stuff on on smackdown and then they kind of i don't know they, they kind of like uh what they dropped him out to cena didn't they
0: no, he, uh, he, well, yeah, because he won the money in the bank. Um, and then he lost his match against Cena and just kind of after that was nothing ended up in on rod became a joke as a sidekick to Kurt angle. And now I don't even know what he's doing, right. but I, I just, I think he's a guy that he showed potential that we really didn't think that he had, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think he's deserving of that kind of spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from on that.
0: Hold on, um, I just um, I just that...
1: wasn't sure. I guess when I was looking at it, I was kind of like, I kind of kind of like gave him a cursory cursory glance and thought, you know, I, I wonder, you know, which Baron Corbin we would get. <laughs> so, so he just he just didn't make money. But I, I can definitely see him, um, you know, being someone that that you would want in that in that spot. I just I just. Like I said, I have my doubts about you know if whether he would shine or not.
0: Yeah, there's only one way to know. Take a chance.
1: That's true.
0: I mean, who was the guy? There were so many guys for TNA that when they went over there, we thought they were, that was joke signing, and they ended up becoming some of the best I think I've seen in a while. A big perfect example is Matt Morgan. A similar type of of thing where he showed up hot became a joke. And then went to another company and became one of the best. You know, one that's of the best.
1: A, yeah, it's a fair point.
0: You know, so I, I think he does have the potential. I just I would like to see it tapped. I, I don't think I think once they soured on him with the whole money in the bank thing, he just kinda went away and there was no coming back.
1: Yeah, that that was really a, a bad a bad way to use him. Mm-hmm. Or even and even to use their, their own gimmick, really. Right. I mean, there was there was no reason for him to be one of the guys that that you know that not only uh, didn't you know didn't win, but but got. I mean, he gets interrupted by Cena when he's cashing in. That's that's really ridiculous. Right. So, um, you know the the good guy hero John Cena does something bullshit like that.
0: It was almost as bad as the Damien Sandow cash in.
1: Yeah, that was completely horrible. Completely. You know, I mean, people, and, and you you had these WWE apologists defending it online, and it's like, no, there is no defending that at all. So, um,
0: I have one more pick each, and I still have 12 people on my big board.
1: <laughs> That's incredible.
0: That that just shows how badly used wrestlers are in WWE. Have,
1: They've got yeah. too much
0: talent on their damn roster. Yeah, I'd like we'll go through
1: the ones that you still have left, because I'm amazed that you have that many people still left. and. and Let's see, but of course you you picked uh, three, four. Actually, you you have five choices that weren't even on my list. So I guess that makes sense. Six
0: out of, out, six, of yours, six out of
1: your eight were not even on my list.
0: So you only had three on yours that were on mine.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, my my ninth or it's my guess my tenth pick. Just make sure I'm not skipping anybody here. It's going to be Anderson and Gallows. Um that's my th- that's my third tag team I've, I've chosen, I believe.
0: Yeah, and, and you've ironically taken every one of my tag teams except for American <laughs> Alpha. Those uh, those were the the three tag teams you took were the three that I have.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just I just think the club has been used so poorly in WWE and uh and I think that they they're going to have, you know, great they'd have great matches against um again everybody everybody that we've mentioned before to get because' done great tag team matches against I think they've got great characters and um and i just and I just really want to see um, especially you know gallows get a better shot i mean i mean uh um Anderson's fine but I mean but gallows I mean we saw how great he can be in aces and eights we saw we shouldn't seen how great he can be in, in in other situations where he actually gets a chance, like you know, part of the uh, um,
0: keep talking, I got to do something.
1: Part of a CM Punk's group, I'm trying to think of the name of that uh, the group that CM Punk had. The uh, but any, I mean, he anytime he gets a chance to be a character performer, he does a solid job. But he never gets that opportunity in WWE. Why? Because he's a big guy. He's a big guy that can move. And when you're in WWE and you're a big guy that can move, that's that's the only that's the extent of your character. And I just think he deserves so much more than that, and I and I do think that uh, that you know Anderson helps helps him out there too. But I mean, t- to me, the big the big thing here is getting Gallows to a point where he can be the star that he that he deserves to be, kind of like Brody Lee. You know, Brody Lee, I talked about how how good he really is, but he never gets that chance to really show that in WWE, at least not in a, in a single singles role or in a non super gimmicky role. So I think, you know, this is a spot where we can um, let Gallo show what he can, what he can really do. And and if you were a fan of his um, run in TNA, then you already know how great he can really be once he gets that opportunity. And, and that's why I would, I would put him in that particular spot. And uh, and put this t- tag team there because you know one before he breaks out as a single star. Again, you've got great matches against the Young Bucks, you have great matches against the Revival, um, against the Bar, against the Lucha Brothers, you know whoever else they they decide to put together there. But that so so that's my that's my list. You know I'm not sure if Jeff's ready yet or not, but uh,
0: you know just everything in case he's you not, just said everything you just said about the club I agree yeah. with.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It, even though I heard none of it. Um, All right, for my last pick, I've got three people here. So, um, God, which way to go? Sasha Banks. I, I know she's wrestling for a title, but ever since she came up and lost her boss character, she's not been the same. She got into an on-again, off-again feud with Bailey. that now they're just best friends again. Um, she's never really been taken seriously as a top contender. She put on some amazing matches against Charlotte. In fact, main-evented one of the pay-per-views, Hell in a Cell, but has never gotten over that hump where they put the belt on her. Or they've never. She never comes out of any feud looking strong. Um, I just think she's been totally underused ever since she's made it to the main roster.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um I'm not sure why she didn't make my list. I I think maybe it's because I, I just I don't Yeah, they really did ruin that feud with her and Bailey, didn't they? Yeah. See and the funny thing is I had Bailey on my list but I didn't have her on my list. So.
0: See, and I had Bailey on my list originally. Another one I had on my list was Nia Jax. Or Nia Jax. Um she got booked to a title, but then, you know, kind of went away. I I think her feud with Alexa bliss was amazing. Her feud with, uh, um, Sasha was amazing. I just don't think that she's gotten the potential. same thing with Bailey. I thought Bailey has been so misused, but you know, I actually had three women on my list.
1: Um, well, I, 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 I drafted three, I drafted three women to mine. (laughs)
0: Did you?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, the iconics. Yeah, yeah, the iconics.
1: I also had Alexa Bliss on my list um, because, again, she's won every championship she can in WWE. Um, and, and, you know, she's, she's so young, but at the same time, it feels like. And, of course, right now she's injured, and, and there's rumors that she won't be able to perform to wrestle again either. But, I mean, she's so young, and it seems like WWE always uses her as kind of the fallback as a transitional champion, which really could be a face of either one of those divisions.
0: And she um, was a SmackDown forever.
1: Right, but again, in the spot where they, she was trading the title back and forth, she never really had a solid reign or a solid um, yeah, a, a solid reign with that championship, and then she was kind of just shown the door for fucking glowy pants, you know. So, glowy pants. Yeah. Sadness. You don't know her right. name.
0: What's that?
1: You don't know her name. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't think of it. So. Naomi. Yeah. The Uso? um. What's that?
0: She's an annoying.
1: Yeah, she's annoying. Um, (laughs) Other people on my list that I I didn't get to were uh, Sonia Sonia DeVille. Um, I mentioned Bailey already. And Kenta. Is he still under contract? He is. He's he's part of uh, 205 Live.
0: Oh, I see I didn't realize that. I didn't I, I haven't watched two oh five live ever. So I guess I didn't realize that he was still under contract even.
1: Yeah. So who else did you have that we didn't get to?
0: Oh Randy Orton. Okay. I, I don't know what else that guy can do and they've actually gotten to a point where they're not even booking him as more than a mid carter anymore. Right. Right. Um Bobby Roode, I, I just think ever since he's made the main roster, he took the it factor came in and took a gimmick that should never have worked. And got it so over that he made it to the main roster, and then it's just flopped on the main roster with that glorious gimmick. They
1: turned him into a good guy when he moved up. That was just ridiculous. It was yeah, so, which, so stupid.
0: Which he's never been a good, good guy. No. I, I, unless you count his time as fo- with fortune, he's never made it as a, as a face, Ever.
1: And then, and then and you turn a guy who's insulting the audience, saying that he needs to change everything, saying that he's better than, than uh, everybody in the arena, into a baby face. It made no sense whatsoever.
0: Nope, not at all. Um, another guy, too, that made my list. that uh, I know he's got a title shot this weekend, but Rusev, ever since he lost to John Cena three years ago, has not been booked well. I mean, yeah,
1: you... I I thought about that, but at the same time, I I know I looked at the fact that they've gotten him you know away from, um, I can't think of his name now again, um. But I mean, they basically they 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 they're trying to rehabilitate him. I think you know, and uh, you know they had the Rusev Day that was over so much this year, and they you know he's, he's the current United States champion. So I looked at that and I'm like, well, is he really? being poorly booked now or is he on the rise and, and, I, and I gave WWE I know probably foolishly but the benefit of the doubt and said he's on the rise he's going to be a star there so I, he, he's not going to make my list
0: he's never going to be a star there they're, they're putting him on the rise kind of like they do with Samoa Joe when they just need a heel when they just need somebody to face a champion
1: they're just warming him up
0: pretty much they're never, yeah. going
1: to, they're never going to actually put him on broil
0: no and it's the same okay. thing same thing they're doing to Samoa Joe the same thing they've done to so many other people throughout the years just they they make them hot just for a little while so they can challenge for the belt and then they get back to mid card status.
1: Yeah, um, and you could and you could be right, but I, I uh, like I said I give them the benefit of the doubt.
0: The only other kind of big name, well actually there's two more decent names that are on here. Um, EC3. We haven't seen enough of him. He hasn't made it to Raw really, other than that one brief appearance. So it's hard to say how he's going to be booked. But I don't believe he was booked right in NXT. So I think when you combine the fact that he was never booked to his full potential in NXT and they pull him up to the main roster um, and now where is he going to go? He's going to be lost in the shuffle. He's going to be on Raw. Are they really going to book him to go over Ambrose or Rollins or Braun Strowman? You know, it's just, I just can't see him being booked properly. Um, And,
1: Right, and, and and speaking of the way he was booked in NXT, do they even know what they want him to be? No, I mean, I mean he's a, he's an arrogant jerk who they basically booked as a babyface. Exactly. I mean it's it's basically it's basically it's basically the same thing they did with Root.
0: Well, they did it with um, in uh, TNA with his heel turn with Matt uh, with Matt Hardy. I
1: and know, he, and I and I did not like him as a babyface. They either. right.
0: He was terrible. He was yeah. terrible as a baby. He was great as the snobby. Self entitled, you know, cousin of uh, Dixie Carter, but nephew, I was a nephew, okay. Yeah, yeah but Close he enough. just he's not I'm just being pedantic, he, he was never good as a face, never once, and they kept him as a face in NXT. You know, they're going to push him that way in WWE on the main roster. I just just poorly underused, um, yeah. Another, and,
1: and, and really, I mean, if you think about it, a bit a, a rich guy. Who's built like a brick shit house? Looks like he could kick your ass. Has the arrogance to, to, to tell you that to his face, to your face, and then uh, pay for your hotel, pay for your hospital room just because he can. Right. That's not somebody that you really want to cheer.
0: You know who I think he would be a great match with an AEW too. Who's Is that? M- MJF. Yeah. They have such similar characters that I think they would just they would work great as a snobby duo.
1: Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I just think that, you know, EC3, I, I don't know. He, he really wouldn't I – would, I would also see him looking down on MJF, though, because MJF is not, you know, the, doesn't have the body that he does.
0: Or the top 1%. I mean, MJF's only like the top 5%. Right.
1: And and I want to say this one more time because I, I don't think I've said it enough. The top the 1%er is a stupid name for his finishing move. It's the TK3. Just call right. it
0: that. <laughs> right. I thought that too. Um, all right, now there's only one other fairly big name on my list that uh, I and I went back and forth about this one because he has been booked fairly good. He's come in amazing way, long way since his NXT days. Um, but I just don't think that he's the kind of guy that's ever truly going to get that heavyweight run like he deserves. That's Elias. Ah. Okay. I mean, anybody. Honestly, that can work he didn't a make
1: because I'm not because I'm not. I have no idea what they're doing with him in w, in, in, on Raw right now.
0: Exactly, and that's the whole reason he made my list is because he's had his runs where he's had some, um, you know, great spots. But he works a crowd better than anybody on the roster. He had an actual really good showing against Braun Strowman. You know, it, it, where um, Kevin Owens. Was embarrassed by Braun Strowman. I felt like Elias actually stood up to him. So I, it, he's just a guy that just I don't see them ever pulling the trigger on him and making him the champ. The rest yeah, of these, I mean,
1: I mean, if, if, it seemed like when I was watching that he barely even wrestled whatsoever. So, right. so that's the other thing is I is I is I have very rarely actually seen him in a regular in a, like a one on one match against somebody with any ability. So I really don't even know what he can do in the ring.
0: He improved quite a bit. Um, after he made the main roster, when he was in NXT, it was just embarrassing. Uh, he was another one of those guys when he made the main roster. I just kind of went, "What?" Right. Well, Alexa, and you know the other one, Alexa Bliss, was like that too. I just was shocked when she made the main roster, and she turned out to be just amazing. Um, the last ones here are these are guys that I think never really got their true run that they deserved, and kind of get overlooked now. Um but I think they deserve a refresh. Uh the Colognes, Primo and Epico. I think they're a very talented tag team. They've just been put in a bland situation as uh brothers to uh what's his name?
1: Carlito. Yeah. And I just And and see and see to me every time they've come up and they've they've been refreshed, they they're bland the very next match. So I mean I Exactly. And that's I just and that's why I didn't choose them because I just I just think that that's them. I don't think it's necessarily the booking of them.
0: It, it's hard for me to. It, I've seen them put on decent matches when they were champs, um, but ever since then, ever since again, they lost, not looking for about, decent. Yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> but somebody that could go to a new promotion and maybe bring some bring something to it. We're um,
1: need stick stickers too, Danny.
0: These other three here, you're probably gonna go what? You're just not even going to speak to me after these last three. Um, I think Zack Ryder, he hasn't been on Raw for over a year. And he definitely is a guy that can get fan support. Uh, Curtis Axel, even though he's personality bland as hell, I just think he's an in, amazing in-room worker that's never been used right. And then Kurt Hawkins. Um,
1: Zack Ryder... What should have been a, a bigger star than he was in WWE, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, you know, I just, I just don't know if, if he's if his if that window is gone now for him in in all of professional wrestling. Kurt um, Hawkins left WWE and had a chance to make a name for himself on the indie circuit, and the next thing you knew, he was back right back with WWE. So I, I, kind of feel like you know he had the chance to do that and he chose not to.
0: Well, he's, um, he's been cashless owned. I mean, he left WWE under bad circumstances as a jobber and came back as an even worse jobber.
1: That's a good point. And who was the other one you said? Uh, Curtis Axel. Axel I like a lot. Um, I've actually been a big fan of Curtis Axel for a long time. I just think that he's, they've never really stumbled you know, upon the, um, the right character or gimmick for him. Um, I, I do think he's a, he's a tremendous in-ring perf- performer. Um, I do think that he's got some some chops. Um, I just don't know exactly what you do with him. Well, it looked
0: like they had they figured out what they were doing with him with this whole axelmania gimmick.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: And even even when he was part of Social Outcasts, it seemed like they had some direction direction for him. But then it all fell apart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I so I I am not sure how well he would do in a serious role, but I but I do think that, um, you know, as as a as a strong character performer, he can do the job, and I think he's very good as an in ring pr- wrestler as well. So I mean, I, he, he's not that he would be a bad pick for anybody's roster. I just don't know that he'd be a great pick for anybody's.
0: And that's that's kind of that's kind of one of those guys like a lot like. Um... Tyler Breeze for me, where it's I want to see what they can do outside of where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know where, they've got, where they're being held back as much as they are, I'd like to see them go in a place that legitimately gives them a chance to shine.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so I'm just going to run down the rosters. So for Jeff's roster, he has Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, American Alpha, Tyler Breeze, Dolph Ziggler, Mike Bennett, Sami Zayn, Baron Corman, and Sasha Banks. For me, um, I have The Revival, Prody Lee, AJ Styles, Charlotte, Matt Hardy, The Bar, The Iconics, Tony Nese, da- Killian Dane, and The Club, Anderson and Gallows. So, Jeff's going to tell you in a, in a minute how you can um, how you can go on Facebook or Twitter and and tell us who you think won the draft and uh, who you think has, has a better roster that you know for to add to AEW. Um, also, Jeff has a has a special um, site he wants you to to, to take a look at um, about a few about some wrestlers who were in a, in a car accident and, and badly injured. So I'll go ahead and let you can, take over with that, Jeff.
0: Can you actually run that down? My kid just ran off with of my phone. And all the information was on my phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me find it here.
0: I've got it. I, we have the, I have the links on both my Twitter. You've got the links on your Twitter. And while you're doing that, I'll give the the breakdown. Just follow us on Twitter at, uh, at Regicoop, at Zanman, L-O-P. Um, you can also hashtag Kingdom of Honor um, to get to ask us any questions you want. Another good way to get to us is on Facebook and um just search Kingdom of Honor profile pictures, a skull with a crown and a um, wrestling ring in the background. Both of those places have the um, link to this um, to GoFundMe site that was set up for these guys that got into a, just a horrific accident.
1: Yeah, they're called the Buffalo Brothers. So if you just go to GoFundMe and search for Buffalo Brothers car accident recovery, you should you should find it. Um, I, I, last, when I checked it last week, they were they hit like thirty-five thousand out of the fifty thousand they're trying to fund. Um, so I'm just going to check here and see. There are. Oh, I'm some sorry, they're thirty-one thousand sixty out of out of fifty thousand.
0: And there are some big names that have um, you know donated as well too. So right, um, you know, people like Jericho and I can't remember the other guys again. All on my phone that is now playing Teletubbies or something.
1: <laughs> Teletubbies.
0: I don't know what it is, but it's annoying
1: um yeah i mean I mean and you know we're not we know that you guys aren't there aren't rich but you know anything that you can, can you can afford to contribute would would go to helping these guys out quite a bit, and you know they did have some serious um damage from from this accident, you know see so it's this gonna help with with uh with surgery it's gonna help with paying their bills, it's gonna help with keeping their families um you know clothed and sheltered and and with heat, and, you know, especially, you know, this time of year in Canada, of course, is, um, you know, you really need all the heat you can get. Um, you know, it, we're, we live about 100 miles away from the Canadian border. And, and uh, you know, Jeff and I have been experiencing like minus 25 degrees and then like minus 40 with wind chill the last few days. So, um, you know, anything you can do to help these guys out would be greatly appreciated.
0: And even if you can't contribute anything, share it with all of your friends. Um, it, that helps, too.
1: There you go. Um, and I think I'll, I'll take, I'll send Jeff a snapshot of our, uh, of our roster picks here. And he can, you can, he can do a poll on our, on our website and, or maybe even on Twitter if he wants to. And, and you guys can just choose, um, how badly I beat him.
0: <laughs> that's, that's terrible. It's terrible, man.
1: Next week, we're going to talk about, um, NXT takeover Phoenix. I think it's coming up. Um, and uh, maybe a little bit of the, about the Royal Rumble, and uh, the week after that. Um, is the week after that already. The uh, no, it's not. So I'm I'm not sure what the week after that. Oh yeah, the week after that we we'll, we're gonna have some uh, of the uh, New Beginning of the USA shows to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, All right.
1: Yeah. yeah, We got we have like four shows in five days, so.
0: It's still still not as bad as December.
1: No, true. I mean, I'm sure that we'll, really, we'll just pick, we'll just kind of cherry pick messages we're going to see there anyway. So, right. Um, anything else before we head out? I got nothing, man. All right. Thanks everybody for listening again, and uh, we will we'll catch you next time. Uh, be sure to, to tune in tomorrow to listen to the Global Revolution and One Nation Radio on Wednesday. I'm sure there'll be another bit of a, a Royal Rumble preview with uh, Sports Entertainment is Dead. Last week he talked about how 2009 is the greatest example of the Royal Rumble of all time, which I'm, you know, I'm kind of right, right on board with him. It's either last year's or 2009, as as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Although 92 is pretty strong too. Um, Thursday we will have Imp with his Perfect Ten Wrestling podcast. On Friday it will be the um, Right Side of the Pond breaking down. Their preview for the Royal Rumble on Saturday. I'm not sure if there's going to be an aftershock regarding Takeover, but there definitely will be for the Royal Rumble. And like I said, next we'll be back here to talk about it with our t- uh, takes on um, how many uh, McGinnis, Johnny Five Star, and, and uh, Ricochet pulled off in their uh, in their uh, their big match for the, ne- for the North American Heavyweight Championship, and of course War Machine taking on. Um, undisputed error for the tag team titles in, in the two matches that I'm looking most forward to So um, Yeah,
0: I, I'd have to agree I can't wait to see how many Garganos they pull
1: Yeah, I'm going to call him I'm going to call him from now on
0: I would have, but um, that's just too many syllables <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with Garganos Because seriously Unless we go with Omega's Because he's the other big match performer
1: well, I just think that, I think just uh, you know because he's had to, he was sports to and all that stuff, and and how what a great wrestler he was. I'm just going to go with McGinnis. So.
0: You watched the special,
1: didn't you? I did. Yeah, I haven't yet. That's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. And until next, until then, this is Shane saying "long days, pleasant nights," and Jeff saying
0: goodbye. <laughs>